Sometime in the month of June, 1872, the head contractor, Mr. Wiley, another gentleman whose name I have forgotten, and I, traveled up the rail line from Old Fort Larned over the Dry Edge Trail. As we traveled south along the trail, the sun shone down on us from the fiery east. It was a glorious morning. Not a cloud obscured the lovely blue sky, and huge dewdrops adorned the short stems of buffalo grass. We had a magnificent view of the prairies. Mr. Wiley, our companion, and I may have regarded ourselves as the only living beings. We considered ourselves the masters of the entire world. Besides our team, harness wagon, my mule, and nothing but the spacious green plain lay before us. Coming off off the trail at a high point, about two miles above where Fort Dodge stood, a beautiful panorama and stunning sight of the Arkansas Valley radiated before us. The valley opened up to our view. The infinite expanse of buffalo grass and the beautiful dark blue sun-soaked sky could be seen in all directions. Our surroundings, as simple as they were, seemed sublime. The island-dotted Arkansas River could be seen winding through this green valley of luxurious native grass. The stream at this time of year, on an average, could be a half-mile wide, filled with water from bank to bank, with beautiful groves of cottonwoods on the islands and along its banks. Having traveled all day without seeing a tree, this was a refreshing sight indeed, and what made it still more interesting to me was the numerous herds of buffalo. We had come upon the feeding ground of large buffalo herd located at some distance from the stream where they quenched their thirst. When left undisturbed, the buffalo frequently grazed for days in the same vicinity, moved once each day, usually at evening, towards the water. At this time of day, it was a picturesque sight to see them. The low hills on the horizon overshadowing the valley wore a haze of blue. From a distance, I could see the buffalo bands being led by their chief, and the whole of the herd by a leader, a large old bull. On the outside of the herd stood the flankers. The cows and calves in the middle of the herd all moved slowly to the river. Many of the buffalo in the valley before us formed lines of greater or fewer numbers. Their heads were down so low that the long matted beard brushed on the ground. They seemed satisfied that the sentinels were doing their duty, and any sign of danger would be quickly noted and signaled to the herd. The herd fed continuously on the nutritious grass, others lying down unaware of danger. And if the truth must be told, there was no great threat to them. But they did not know it. Neither did I. But I thought there was, to one of them at least. I was riding a mule I named Marie, armed with an old cap-and-ball revolver. Marie heaved a deep sigh when I pulled the girth tight, trotting cheerfully beside Mr. Wiley's rumbling wagon. Hey, Mr. Wiley, I hailed the man riding in a carriage. Why don't you hold up a little and I will soon prepare some buffalo meat for supper? Mr. Wiley, with a nod, consented to wait. I got out my old cap and ball and put the spur to my festive mule and sailed down toward the herd. I singled out a fat cow as my mule forged up by the side of her. I pulled the trigger and presto, behold the change. I think every one of the charges in that old six-shooter exploded at once. My mule, Marie, bore a right chase, and I took a header to the left. When I recovered consciousness, Mr. Wiley tried to raise me up into a sitting position. I lost my buffalo, I lost my religion, I lost my six-shooter, and I thought I had lost my mule. 
But upon looking around, I found her grazing contentedly about 200 yards away, as innocently, well, as innocent as a mule. We made camp that night five miles up the valley from Fort Dodge. The next day, when Mr. Wiley's outfit arrived, we put up a supply house to supply the men who would soon follow. The new supply house was to store the provisions of feed or grain for the teams. We constructed the house in sections, everything having been prepared beforehand. This was the first house ever put up in what soon afterward became acknowledged as Dodge City, Kansas, this most noted of all southwestern towns, noted for scenes and conditions and characters that now no longer exist and read like an Arabian Nights romance. I made this town my headquarters for two years in my hunting expedition south into no man's land. (laughs) 